adventure oh yeah today we're gonna talk to michael hey man hey what's up michael <laughs> nothing much buddy how's How you doing? it going brother it's going good it's going oh, yeah. good is it hot over there uh it's humid <laughs> is it, it is oh my god dude just yeah. uh to get in the mood of the hot and the western and all that stuff i just mowed the lawn here in texas at one o'clock <laughs> dude yeah, I almost... no, I'm, sure it, I'm sure it's hotter where you are than i yeah. am i'm up here in you know illinois yeah. so it, but oh, it's yeah. humid here. oh now i can uh, <laughs> when i watch the movie i can identify with the characters <laughs> <laughs> there you go <laughs> pretty good so how's it going brother since the film it's uh it it's been going it's uh just kind of just winding down from the film and the headache and and all that so it's uh it's been uh kind of nice you know pretty good <laughs> a break, i, uh, I have a here uh, with me my uh, good friend and accomplice tim hey hey i snatched him uh, before he goes to a set he was going to film oh there you me. go yeah. how you doing tim hey what's what's up michael nothing not much man so, dude, it's been a long time since we saw the short film. It has, hasn't it? It's been, yeah. when was that? It was in Ooh, the old star? Yeah, 2018, was... June, I think, of 2018. Yeah. Is when, yeah. Is when we did yeah. the short, yeah. The old star. Uh... Man, so, dude, how did you do it? The movie looked amazing. Like, I watched Thank it. You. I didn't know what to expect, but I was like, what the hell? I mean, you pulled it off on like a, a skinny budget crew oh, I yeah, it was, it, yeah it was tiny but i mean honestly like um and this this is the truth i mean I, I literally have my cast and my crew to think um there was a lot of people that volunteered their time traveled from out of state they you know um a lot of people donated things props you know um worked out deals to get like horses and wagons and locations and really just uh, a lot of it was just kind of thinking outside the box you know that's awesome uh i think also your wife was helping around uh yeah um uh roxanne yeah roxanne williams um she was a um a producer um and a big part of the film um and uh you know she, she helped you know with the, the day to day and you know she she played a big role in in terms of uh casting um because i was actually out of the country during the casting process so yeah. um roxanne and um scott crane who was the writer and the um who played lex um in the film uh, those two did the majority of the casting and they kind of narrowed it down to a few people. And then when I got back from out of country, um, they had most of the film cast and stuff. Yeah. So. I was, yeah. I was going to say, man, hats off to whoever did the casting because they nailed it. I mean, oh, yeah, no, it was convincing. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it was um, you know, just trying to find the the right person, the right look. And we, you know, going into it, we had an idea of like who we wanted. Um, like I already knew I wanted Scott Crane to continue playing Lex. Yeah. Um, that was a no brainer. And then the rest of the, the cast, you know, it's, you know, we had auditions after auditions and tapes and tapes and, yeah. you know, just yeah. kind of, you know, narrowing it down to that, to that person. But I think at the end of the day, it all worked out. I mean, I honestly was going to say Lex, my favorite character in the whole film. <laughs> like, dude, yeah, I mean, I everybody was, was awesome, but Lex, dude. <laughs> yeah, I think that he, was guy. Like, he was like everybody's, like, he was like the fan favorite. He was like that, 
that uh, you love to hate him, but hate to love him, you know? No, but he's also real. It's like, I can't believe that dude is not like that in real life. I mean. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he really sold it. Exactly. Exactly. So, but, but yeah, Lex was, uh, he's definitely a fan favorite. When uh, people watch the movie, they're like, oh yeah, man, Lex, man, he's my favorite. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> yeah. Yep. yeah, he did. He earned it like 100%. Oh, yeah. So how did you get all those locations, man? Uh, so really it was, um, just a lot of, um, I mean, you you know, that's where like the producing side comes in. It was, you know, just really working with like the resources I had and a a lot of the help just came down to Facebook, you know, it's like, Hey, I'm working on this film and I'm looking for a saloon and I'm looking for an open field. I'm looking for this and that and um a lot of the shots we actually cheated uh, a lot of them i assumed um, <laughs> you know and like uh yes, one, you one, do. Of the, one of the one of the, the the best things that i heard um throughout the filming of this what uh, advice was from my dp slash editor josh reeve he was telling me in you know pre-production when we were like storyboarding going up to these locations that like it doesn't matter what's outside of the frame of the film, right? The that's, only thing that people are going to see is what's in that box, right? That's so true. it doesn't matter. Like, for example, we're shooting in a field and to the left, there's a subway and to the right, there's a Walmart. Nobody's going to see that. Yeah. That's yeah. It, 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 right? yeah. It's all about the frame. Dude, if I mean, exactly. you cheat your so, way through the frame. Exactly. So yeah. a lot of the locations, you know, people showed up to and they're like, is this seriously where we're like filming this scene? And it's like, and again, that's where like you're like, that's where like the creative side and like, it's like in, in the trust, you know, it's like, yeah, trust. Yeah. Okay. I know this location looks like crap. I <laughs> promise you. But like, again, it's all about what we see in that box, you know, like, that's, that's true. All yeah. That, no, that's we all mean, that matters, you, know? you know, that's, we were actually talking about it the other day. I mean, that's how we end our way into it. I mean, most of the stuff I did, I cheated. If you yeah. just lift your head up, it just looks like crap, but just exactly. stay on that little square. Exactly. And then a lot of it, believe it or not, um, and I think I, it's mentioned in the commentary on the DVD, but uh, a lot of it was actually shot in a garage or in my DP's backyard. Like a lot of the, <laughs> really? a lot of the, insert, a lot of the insert shots were all shot hmm. like in wow. his backyard, the pickup shots, like nice. close up and stuff. Um, I don't know how many times my hand or arm or leg or foot <laughs> an appearance in the film. Did, so like, did, did you pull off the uh, Mel the Gibson? Yeah, exactly. You know, so it's like the the uh, the opening shot of the film, and uh, it pans down to the dog, and the hand comes. Yeah. That's my hand. We wow. shot that like in my DP's backyard, so that wasn't <laughs> even the same location. Hey, man, it's it's it's, it's amazing. Whatever makes it easy, faster, you know, at your at your own convenience. Oh yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. You know, it all comes down to my the cast and and the crew and everybody that donated their their time. You know, even if it was just for a day or. Yeah. You know, the ones that suck it out through the whole shoot um, and then, you know, working around everybody's schedules and, and all that. It was uh, it was an adventure. For That's sure. awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, funny that you mentioned uh, how you found those locations, just like basically jumping on Facebook, because that's a large part of how, how we find a lot of our locations. Uh, me and uh, my current roommate, who's about to go shoot a scene out in, towards Bedford. Uh, oh, nice. yeah after this um but yeah he'll do the same thing where he's just he'll write a post and like hey i need this or that art gallery or something and usually exactly. yeah within a couple hours networking man it's um it's kind of the the name of the game here 
Oh, it is. Yeah, it really is. Just a, it's just asking people for help. The worst that somebody's going to say is no, right? Yeah. yeah. Or they just don't respond because they don't have it. And like a lot of it comes down to, I mean, and I hate to say, but it's, it all comes down to money, right? We all wish we had yeah. like a million dollars to make the films that we want. But when you're working in indie films and extremely low budget films, it all comes down to like your neighbor, your best friend. Um, and a lot of the support I had with this was a lot of like the reenactors. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you about I made, that. Uh, I figured I, you used reenactors because oh, yeah. they look legit. Trust me, a lot of those reenactors, like, like they're diehard like western fans and some of these people were like they drove from like a lot of it we filmed in kentucky and tennessee and there was people that drove all the way out from texas just to be in the film for all of literally 0.2 seconds oh yeah but they didn't care about that they just cared about just being on set and just like being a part like they're like kids like grown-up kids right? oh yeah we're all out here making <laughs> you know uh, playing for 10 cowboys and Indians. Right. And here they are, they're like in their forties, fifties and sixties, sixties. And to them, it's like, Oh, I'm just out here playing, man. Like I'm just having fun. Like this is, you know, me dressing up like a cowboy with my gun yeah. shooting and stuff. That's what I live for. So, um, I have a huge, you know, thanks to the reenactors and a lot of them, they had, I mean, they had like the, the weapons, the wardrobe, um, you know, just, like things like barrels and crates and dude, just... I I can confirm that I did a lot of World War II projects and uh -huh. reenactors saved my life, dude. They made oh, it look legit. Did, yeah. I'm talking about the trash, the bits that you find in the trenches. I mean, they they get. I mean, I had some scene. I had the scene and this guy who didn't have laces and the dude was upset. He was like, <laughs> no, he can't. The I had the actor and then a bunch of reenactor. He was upset that he was wearing the wrong laces. It was like. These are not, oh, you know, yeah. legit. Like he went to something I'd even notice, and I was like, a uh, whole he, new degree. Of yeah, he came to me and he was like, uh, I need laser for sure. I was like, just put something else. And he came, no, whoa, whoa, wait. And he did yeah. look. He went out like the the food, the shells, what type. They oh, made yeah, my job easy. I didn't even have to think. I was like, okay, yeah. here's what's happening. What are we doing? They set it up. And oh, if anything exactly. goes wrong, they stop it. It's like, I was like, all right. Exactly. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so, the, the yeah. tanks and... I, I just had a, uh, like, literally, like, last weekend, um, I was also filming um, a scene with uh, some reenactors, um, cowboys. They're all dressed up and they have horses. Uh, we got to actually shoot on their land, one of their lands, and they were cool. They're like, they're kind of like what you both are saying. Like, um, they're just all into it. Like, kids, at a, kids on a set. And, uh, yeah, exactly. It, yeah, it was cool. They cooked and everything, you know. They had they brought like a bunch of drinks, like uh, you know, Gatorades for because it was hot, of course. Right. And just like all kinds of stuff. And yeah, they were having a blast yeah, most with of it. Them, yeah, most of them would just do it for literally the credit, just having a good time on set. And then the big thing is food. As long as you feed them, like they're they're willing to just do about just about anything, you know. Um, so I was very, very, very fortunate to meet a lot of reenactors that are now you know really good friends of mine now yeah and, they use them in the, in the you know most of those shows on history channels they use them because i was in, a, in the, one of the sets we were filming it was like a large set i was like did i just cross over to like i don't know germany in 1940 <laughs> and this guy looked like a german general and shit and you know he was helping us uh yeah. we were having a conversation you know he was talking to me the director and everything and it was like cool and then yeah, this guy is like, you see him in all this, they hire him for all these uh, history channels and stuff. So when you see those scenes, it's, they're all reenactors. I mean, oh, yeah. it's like yeah, they yeah, do yeah. the work. Oh, they for, do. And, uh, then, and then it's funny, too, because it's like a, with a lot of the reenactors, they're like hardcore into it. So, of course, you know, I had to constantly remind my reenactors, like, 
this is a movie guys um you know so like i i like like for example like i had a lot of reenactors say like you're not going to use those lanterns in the film are you i'm like what do you mean it's like you know lanterns weren't invented until this time right and i'm like i was like yeah i know but you know what it looks cool on film right <laughs> well you're, you're talking cinematography he's talking history so you have to yeah. meet somewhere in yeah, the middle compromise yeah. on that so, and then i had to constantly remind him like yeah, well, there's no such thing as monsters either, and I have monsters in my well, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? uh, yeah, we're, we're summoning something. I don't think it was. Yeah, I, I got to, since we're on to that topic, not to spoil anything, but if anyone's listening to this, you should probably have already watched it. We'll put a we'll put a disclaimer. Okay, before, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, before you listen to this, you did, definitely need to go watch the movie because it's... That's yeah. Awesome. Uh, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I didn't want to. You know. Obviously, if somebody was just listening to this now, and I mentioned monsters, like, wait, what? There's monsters. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> no, you started it. <laughs> yeah. That that really threw me off because I didn't. Uh, um, when he told me about uh um the uh, Potter's Ground, I was like, all right, I'll I'll check it out, and I'm just watching it, like, just taking it as a movie. I um just by the um you know the 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 picture, I could tell it was westernish or yep. western. So I was like, all right, let's just see what this is about. You know, it's going through it. And then like the the lichens, I was like, whoa, wait, what is going on here? You're like, what the hell? I know, right? And then, yeah. then it kind of just like, that kind of just faded off. And then like, you know, then the ending, the ending ending happened. I was like, what in the hell was that? Right. It, it was the same, the same experience when I watched, you know, the, the short in a the theater, you know, we were in the same competition. That's, That's how I met you. And... I saw the film. I was like, man, this is like the most amazing film. You know, I, I came in. I was like, I told Mike, you with my friend, you know, we put in our movie there. And he was like, dude, I think this movie should win. And I was like, if it doesn't win, something is wrong with this whole thing. <laughs> and then at the end of the <laughs> movie, it's like, that. yeah, no, I was serious. There was yours and uh, Michael Case, I think, his film. I mean, uh -huh. yeah, these two are like, these are like the two good movies in the whole thing. It was like, it was legit. Well, but your film, you. and I was like watching it this awesome action slow motion and all that and then at the end bam it's like the monster was like wait a minute what just happened yeah. <laughs> right, right exactly, just, exactly and that's yeah. what's funny about the whole thing is like you know this thing started off as a film competition and the only reason why we did a western is because it was like okay we know we're going to make something it's only going to be 10 minutes it's a short and my buddy scott who wrote it and played lex he was like he, he usually writes things that like I say, like, I want to do. Well, for once, I was like, you know what, Scott, like, what, what do you want to do? Is there something that you want to make? You know, he's like, you know what? I've always wanted to do a Western. I'm like, a Western. I was like, and then he pitched me this idea. And I was like, dude, I love it. Let's do it. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, let's do it. I was like, I was like, we're probably not going to win anyways. Like, I was like, if anything, if anything, we'll make a 10 minute Western. And then we won. And then Stu called me from ITN yeah. and was like, so yeah, we want to make this Western. And I was like, uh, can I make something that's like not a period piece? And he's like, no, 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 we really want this Western. We want this Western and we want the monster and everything. I was like, what? So I told Scott, called him up, told him we won. And he's like, oh, he was like, well, how the hell am I supposed to turn this into a feature? And I'm like, I don't know, man. It sounds like a writer's problem to me. <laughs> no, no, so man, I, told him that, right? I, I see so his then, perspective because, right? you know, the short was amazing. It's like, if you oh, came yeah, to me with that. Because it was 10 minutes. You know, but if had, you like, came to me with that. A little twist and it worked because it was 10 minutes right so then here it is it's like okay now we got to expand this and scott's like well what the hell am i supposed to do and i was like i don't know man sounds like a writer's problem to me <laughs> well then so he writes it 
and he gives me the script. I love the script. I'm like, how am I supposed to shoot this? He goes, dude, I don't know. It sounds like a director's problem. To me. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh, so damn. Yeah. yeah. Well, but you, we made it. You yeah, know, you guys we, pulled it off. We we pulled it off and we did it and stuff. But yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun from his point of view because he was like trying to figure out how to turn a 10 minute fun little short into a 90 minute feature, you know? So I, I don't like, know. Hey, from the I'm viewer. Start the fi say again? From the viewer perspective, when I saw the short and I was like, that's a no brainer. This should be a film. I mean, I was like, <laughs> wow. He, yeah, that was like, you can stretch this. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess. So he was right. And that's what we did. I mean, it, it starts the same way as the short and it ends the same way as the short. And really the majority of the film is like, you know, the flashback of, you yeah. know, how the, who these guys are and how they, you know, were friends at one point and then they're enemies and, and all that. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Your plot was right there. It's like explain what happened between these two and you did it. Exactly. And you went, you went all the also slash uh, Mayan historical stuff on it. That, oh, was, yeah. uh, that was cool. That was a cool yeah. uh, insert right there. Yeah, oh, yeah. The entire time I was watching it, I was like curious, like I figured it's going to unravel like some giant like treasure trove or something um, all up until the lichens showed up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, okay, all right, this is changing to something else. And then like I figured it would be, be like a cult kind of thing, you know, obviously like yeah. with the werewolves and all that. And then, um, and then the end happened. I was like, "Yeah, that just it threw me completely off." Yeah, <laughs> actually, the, yeah, the lichen things because you know I was expecting Potter's Ground being stretched, and of course I knew there was a monster action at the end, and that's it. And then once in a while, I was like on Facebook, and I saw you posted a picture, and you said something about werewolf. It's like you said it. Hey, maybe there's werewolf yeah. in there, and I was like, "What?" Yeah, yeah, because and I see, haven't seen the movie me, yet. They know I'm obsessed with werewolves. Yeah, right? I haven't so seen like, the movie that's yet. That's my thing, right? Like everything I do has a werewolf in it or there's werewolf mentioned in it, right? <laughs> and well, and, and it's the crazy thing is, is in the original script, the way it's written, you don't know whether or not they were werewolves or if they were regular wolves or if it was people dressed up. So when we mm. originally shot it, we didn't show anything. You just heard sounds. You you saw yeah. blurs running by, and you didn't see anything. Well, then once we got into editing, my DP and editor and I were like, "Man, we feel like this scene's like kind of cheated. We need like, I, like it was actually his idea, believe it or not. It was Josh Street. I'm calling him out. It was Josh Street's <laughs> idea. He was like, we need to actually show something. I'm like, I was like, well, I was like, well, the point is, is like. We don't know. They don't know. The audience doesn't know. He's like, yeah, but when you, you, we watch the scene right here without those close-ups of the lichens, it, it was missing something, right? So he's like, let's just put it in. He's like, if anybody asks, just be like, well, what did you think it was? It, it could have been a bear. It could have been a It could have been a dude dressed up in a costume, which, well, well, that's exactly what it was. It was a guy dressed up in a costume. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but that scene actually worked out a lot better. So the the shots that you see of the lichens like up close by the tree, yeah. those were shot like uh, in in my DP's backyard, like wow. a month before the film was even turned in. Holy so we crap. added those last we added those last minutes. So when you watch the original cut of that film with that scene, you you see it, but you don't, and you still don't know what it is. But my DP was like, man, I I think we need to give our audience something. I think we need to like show something just to make this scene more intense and i'm like well let's do it let's just shoot some stuff and we'll throw it in and if it works great if not then we'll just take it back out and at the end of the day when we showed a bunch of like we showed the film to like 20 people 10 people we knew and 10 people we didn't know yeah they were all like 
yeah, man, keep the werewolf stuff in there. It's it's more exciting seeing that stuff than it is like not seeing it. Look, to his uh, credit, I think he was right because yeah, I think the scene yeah. was done very tastefully. And from the editor perspective, I could see that I was like, you know, it's all about how you cut it. If you pace right, it right. a certain way, it will be like, you know, you show and you don't show. And it's right. fast enough that you don't have a chance to settle, but it gives you the feeling. So right, it was, right. it was, he pulled it up. So I, to his credit, I'll say he was right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm no, glad he did that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, but yeah, if you read the original script, like you, you, you don't really know what it is because all you do is you see like the soldiers scream in, they kind of get yanked out of the screen, but you never actually fully see what it is. You just hear, and it's just, you see like blurs running by the camera and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely give credit to Josh Shreve for saying, you know what, man, we need to, we need to add something to the scene to kind of like spice it up. And then I'll, but you know, and then it was like kind of one of those, I'm like, well, from the story's perspective, technically they can't be full blown out werewolves yeah. because the thing was, is we wanted to keep it sort of like a lot of the inspiration was the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Right. So in Raiders of the Lost Ark throughout the film, there's like this subtle supernaturalness, right? That's but right. nothing 100% supernatural happens until the very end when they open up the arc and their faces are melting, right? And that's it. <laughs> okay, exactly, right, exactly. So that was the idea for this is like you see this subtle supernaturalness. So that way then by the end of the film and you see Supai, it, it, it feels right. So think about in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm. If you didn't have that subtle supernaturalness to the film, and then all of a sudden you get to the end and they open up a crate and people's faces are melting, the audience would have been like, wait, what's, what's yeah, going on? You, you, like, have to, you have to keep the, a certain level of stress, you, you, yeah. stress so you throughout the kinda, film. You know, like with the treasure, the lichens, you know, the skulls, the cave, you know, the hell's mouth. Like it all had this supernatural element to it. So that way then by the end, when you saw Supa and the tentacles and all of that, like you know, the idea was the audience believed it because they were like, well, we did see lichens or skinwalkers or whatever. Yeah. And we saw Hell's Mouth and, you know, we saw skeletons and skulls and, you know, and all that stuff. So that's uh, kind of. Let, let me take you to another topic here real quick. Uh, yeah. After the win, you know, it, because your film and Tyler Case, I think, film. Yeah, I mean, I both they were good, yeah. so they had to like give it the the win number one to both of you and share it. So, how did the experience went for you? Because I say this because I think he had a bad experience with you know the delivery I, of the you know producing the the film, and yeah, he ended up doing you know doing it from him from his own you know uh, right right. And it, really, it just came down to um, really the money. Um, so it, it was more of just, you know, the budget that we got for this was like tiny, tiny, tiny. And that's when I was kind of talking with Stu and ITNs, like, you know, can I do something that's not a period piece? Because like, like, you know, period pieces cost money. Oh, and yeah. I mean, and, you PC, know, horses and, and all that or whatever. But they really wanted the Western. And that was the deal and the point. So I was actually debating whether to do it or not. Um, then finally, I was like, you know what? Let me just do it. Because if anything, it puts a feature under my belt and it's going to be out on DVD and stuff like that. So, I mean, how many people could say like, oh, yeah. they made a future film, but it's also where you can go to Walmart and buy it. And eventually it's going to, you know, it's on Amazon right now, but eventually it's going to be on other streaming platforms. Yeah. You know, a lot of people will, you know, they do the GoFundMe and the Kickstarter, they get the money, they make the feature, and then they hope with, you know. Yeah, then you're stuck with the product. Principle. Exactly. So at least with this, we knew like, 
okay, there's an end game. So, and I think that's exactly why I was able to find the cast and the crew that I did and for people to volunteer their time because they knew at the end of the day that it was going to be seen. It wasn't like this was a passion project that I yeah. was making and then hopefully it gets picked up at Sundance and all that because obviously with, you know, indie filmmaking and festivals, nothing's guaranteed, right? Especially no. when you don't have like a named actor in your film. Like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough to get anything into any serious film festivals if you don't have like that name that's attached to it you Struggle know it's real oh no it's it, it was real so <laughs> i was debating to do it not to do it and then i was like okay let's do it and then like I, I i made this joke through the whole filming process like man i could probably make a documentary about the making of Potter's <laughs> trying to make... probably win the academy award for best documentary because i mean i'm talking about everything from i mean we had bad weather we had people mm -hmm. like drop out at the last minute we had scheduling conflicts so i mean we and it it was a nightmare i was like oh my god like if, oh, i, I mean, feel the stress man I, we uh, you know we yeah. all been there it's it's <laughs> I mean, it, depressing it's easy right like, no it it's be easy. like it's, it's it, it, just like anything I mean, you could be painting you could be writing a novel whatever like you're always going to have like obstacles and stuff right but with this man they got to the point where it's like i mean good god how long did like, the I'm production be over with like i'm tired of potters and i'm tired of ground and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like i kind of feel like how steven spielberg did with jaws you're like, like fuck day, potters <laughs> Hey, hey, talking about it, he's like, look, it's a beautiful movie, but I hated every minute of making that film. And I'm mm -hmm. like looking at him thinking, dude, I agree with you. Like, don't get no, me wrong. You know. I, there, was, there was days where I enjoyed being on set and I had a blast, but there was days where I was dreading it. I was like, I, I really do not feel like going on set. Like, I, I, I don't. Like, I have no energy. I have no momentum. But it's just you kind of have to, like, punch through it. And, you know, I yeah. – luckily love and support saying hey man nobody said filmmaking's easy and it's no true. it's not <laughs> it's not like it's tough like it's you know especially especially when you're wanting to make it the best thing possible you know like you know like i could have took the easy way out took the money and made some crappy little thing in my backyard and said here's your film but you know like i i'm I love making movies. And I think I, I, I think I think the effort was worth it. You can oh, speak no, for yeah, that. Think, at was... the end of the day, and from the feedback I'm getting, you know, especially when I got like random strangers reaching out to me saying, "Hey, man, I watch Potter's Ground," and like I have no idea who you are, but it's like, man, it makes me feel good because it's like, wow, yeah. this person I've never met in my entire life randomly went to Walmart, <laughs> bought it because they heard it from a friend of a friend of a friend, and they liked it. You know, but that's like, how it well, starts. Right. That's how it starts, man. You're doing it. <laughs> hey, but, so, but it's, so also, it's also fun. The ones that reach out to me and they're like, yeah, I didn't like Potter's Ground. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I don't like Westerns. And I'm like, well, then why did you watch it? <laughs> <laughs> right. What the hell? If you don't like a Western, why, why, why would you waste your time watching? I mean, I'm not a big fan of musicals, so I'm not going to yeah. rush out to go watch a music. You know what I'm saying? No, nah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah, the same thing. I'm, I, I understand the pain they went through to do it. You know, because we've been there. But you know, oh. if it's not my thing, I'm not gonna watch it. But yeah. I'm not gonna be oh, disrespectful. Yeah. I'm not gonna waste too. my time or energy yeah. if, right. I, if I know I don't like something like rom coms. You know, I'm not gonna waste my time running up to <laughs> watch the next rom com if uh, I'm that into rom coms. <laughs> yeah. So and then reach out to that filmmaker and say, "Hey, man, I watched your film and I hated it, but and I also it sucked." Like rom -coms. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
okay. It's like saying, like, oh, well, I hate, I hate space and I hate Star Wars. <laughs> okay, if you hate Star Wars, something is wrong with you. Right. <laughs> I, I have a question, um, a because yeah. I didn't catch it in the beginning. Uh, where are you? Uh, right now, currently, I'm in uh, Gurney, Illinois, which is about 40 Illinois. minutes outside of Chicago. Oh well. So, yeah. so Michael, how long did the production take? All right, so we, okay, so the timeline for this, which is crazy to even think about. So the, we won the competition. I still remember the date. It was June 10th of 2018. Yeah, right? I remember okay. that date too because okay. I was there. <laughs> we, the first day of principal photography was February 1st of 19. Oh, so from June, from June up until basically, I believe it was, uh, Actually, we had the, the we had the first we had the script ready to go in August okay. because we thought we were going to start filming in October, and then our original lead actor dropped out last minute, like Whoa. three weeks before principal photography dropped out. So then we had to find Whoa. another actor, and then there was another actor and another actress that dropped out. So it was that. That part right there was the beginning of the nightmare, right? Just it's like getting cast. punched in the face and you didn't even exactly. start. <laughs> so wow. Finally, we had the cast, we had the crew, and first day of filming was February 1st of uh, 2019. We filmed the first batch of filming was February 1st through the end of February. And then we stopped for three weeks. Wow. And then we came back at the end of March to film some more. And then we still needed shots because we were running over on schedule, but we didn't film again until November of 2019. So, so you we got had that long, we had from March to November, no filming, but we were already editing and figuring out yeah. what we needed. And then we had a couple more people drop out. So we had to get really, really, really creative with how we were shooting our additional scenes and switching up dialogue and switching up camera angles. And then we had doubles coming in to wear the wardrobe of certain talent to like cheat the shots, to make it look like they were still in the film. In reality, they weren't. Um, So then we finally, the last day of filming principal photography was, it was um, right before Thanksgiving of 2019. Then we started editing, and then as far as insert shots go, we did all those basically the beginning of 2020. We turned the film in. It was August 26th of 2020 is when we turned the film in. And the last shot, we didn't get until a week before we turned that final film in. Yeah, so basically from... um, you know, June 10th, when we found out that we won the competition of 2018, and then we turned the final film in August 26th of 2020. So you got lucky, you know, before the COVID thing. Oh, yeah. Very, Dude, because yeah, that's very a lucky. lot of principal yeah, photography, you know, yeah. out in the open. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we, yeah, exactly. So, and then, I mean, the only thing that we had to film was just insert shots, which were literally just my DP, myself, and like one other person. Yeah. And, you know, we were wearing masks and all, but it was, you know, three or four of us in his backyard. Wow. Stuff. Yeah, um, you, you made it out, like squeezed yourself out before the oh, COVID. Yeah, we did. We were very <laughs> lucky. And then, and then we, we set up the, um, we had the premiere in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it was, uh, it was uh, September 10th. 
That's right. Yeah, because it was the, the it was the day before nine eleven. So yeah, yeah I got 10th. I got the invite, <laughs> man. I'm sorry I couldn't make it. I oh, was no, like, no, no, man, no. you're good. You're good. Yeah, no, I, I wanted to. Yeah, I was we, like, because we, I was yeah, waiting yeah. for the movie for so long, and I was like, I got the invite from you, and I was like, shit, I can't go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was crazy because we still had a huge turnout. I mean, we had we had to do two showings. Um, wow. But then there was there was a couple of people that were from out of town that couldn't make it. And then with COVID, there was some people that was like, hey, man, I don't, you know, I don't want to risk coming out, which is, you know, yeah. obviously understandable. Um, but yeah, we still had a screening. We had two screenings that day. So I watched the movie <laughs> two times. In a row. You already, <laughs> but you already watched it 50,000 times before that while you were cutting it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, like 50 million times. Like I could, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's funny, too, because like I've seen it so many times that when I watch the movie, I just cringe during the whole thing. Because like, there's so many things that I know that was like wrong or like I know there's like, oh, man, you can kind of see the boom in this one shot or, oh, God, like that's my hand. Look how hairy my hand is compared <laughs> to the actor's hand who had no hair. In his you're hand. you're, you're, you're so probably the only stuff. one there paying attention to this stuff. I don't exactly. think anyone yeah. noticed. Oh. <laughs> yes, exactly. So it's uh, yeah. Dude, <laughs> dude, there's there's certain gems, you know, in the film as far as like Western stuff. Like there's a lot of things and most one that sticks out the scene with the old lady cooking you know chilling by yes, herself that's everybody's God favorite damn it you ask people their favorite part or least favorite part of the film everybody's like oh man that that um the grady scene you know or the the old lady sitting at the campfire Dude, that that's actress like, uh, that's what i was saying I and mean, when your casting was like spot on these people the whole scene yeah. played out like legit one thousand percent and i was like oh Holy yeah crap. that scene was uh it was good. That was, and it was fun to edit too and watch Josh edit because he was like, man, I want to make this like seem like super, super intense. And it we were did. like really picky <laughs> about the score and the music and when it came in. But yeah, that was that was by far my favorite. That was my favorite scene in the script when I was reading the script, even though there was a scene that dealt with, you know, skinwalkers yeah. or lichens or whatever. And I was like, oh man, I really love this scene in this film. Like this, like, oh my God, this could like, you know, this is yeah. this this could be great or whatever. So I was actually super excited about filming that stuff the, the, um, the coolest part i mean not part the, i think style wise i really digged a lot the film you watch it it's like you're reading a book it has like the the cards you know the title cards yes, you start with the yeah. title and then it goes on and then it hits again and it goes on it felt like you're reading a book but you're uh, also yeah, watching yeah. reading a book and i was like yeah. wow that's but, pretty yeah, clever but, <laughs> oh no but, wait, you but know, that's a feeling about, you get what, yeah what's funny about that um is I put those chapters in there because we didn't have a lot of montage stuff of yeah. horses and stuff. We had issues with the horses and a couple of the actors with the horses and, and all that. Um, so when we were editing the film, I was like, man, I was like, it just feels like there's no flow. And then finally I was watching something. I want to say it was a Tarantino film or something. <laughs> I was like, got it. that's what I could do. So I called up Josh, who was editing. And I like pitched him. I was like, hey, man, what if we did like chapters in between to help like with the pacing of the film? He's like, oh, yeah, I love that. I love that. He's like, so what do you want to do? Do you want to just do like chapter one? Chapter? I was like, I don't know. Let me just think on it. We got time because we're editing. But let's definitely put chapters. So I went through the script. And I was like, okay, this could be a good chapter. This could be a little chapter. And they were almost kind of like um, somebody um, with mentioned, and it was like spot on. I was like, oh, that's brilliant. I love the the wording of it. Is it reminded? Oh yeah, the wording of, is uh, like the, yeah, the Penny wording was perfect. You know? Like oh, yeah. preludes and stuff. It's you yeah. know, I love books. I read books. I love movies, and that thing was like both in one. So it yeah, stylizing <laughs> a quote that yeah, oh, yeah. it was, that was pretty cool. Where, there, 
there's a movie or a show. Oh, it was uh, The Wire. The Wire does that. When you watch yeah. the show The Wire, the show starts off with the quote of yeah. a character that says that quote within the, yeah. that, that episode. And what's funny is that quote kind of sums up what the episode's going to be about. So I was trying to find quotes that kind of sum up what you're about to watch. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, just to make it more fun and exciting and just, you know, something different. But really, at the end of the day, I put those in there to help with the flow of the film. No, but so it was it cool because it worked perfectly in a film. You know, the, the TV show is a TV show, so you could do a lot of things. But a film, it gave it the feel of like, you know, because you watch a film once uh, and it's like a book. You read it right. from beginning to end. It's, it definitely worked pretty cool. I 100% dig that style. Thank you. So what's next? That's the dreadful question. I, know, yeah, <laughs> I was holding it back. Next? I was like, what's, what's next, next for one bandit? <laughs> right? For the one uh, bandit. So there's a, there's a film. I like. Th this is the film that would be like my passion project. So my very first short film I ever directed, produced was back in 2015. And it's actually on YouTube. It's a 20-minute short called Hair of the Dog. And it's a wait for it. It's a werewolf film. Oh, um, <laughs> but, wait for but, it. <laughs> but, but it's different. It's sort of like uh, think think um, M Night Shalalalala whatever. <laughs> right? Yeah, I think it's like Unbreakable, but instead of a superhero twist, it's a werewolf twist. So basically, it's about this guy who's <laughs> a lycanthrope, and he's coming to terms with what he is. So it's more drama than it is like, you know, <laughs> blood and guts and horror and, and, and all that. Um, but yeah, so there's a 20 minute um, short, it's on YouTube called Hair of the Dog. I'll definitely check it out. In the, in the circle of the film community in Nashville, that's like the fan favorite. I have a lot of people for years ask me, so when are you going to like turn Hair of the Dog into a feature? When are you going to do Hair of the Dog into a feature? So finally, I talked to Scott, who also stars in the short and wrote the script. And he's uh, actually finishing the script now. He said that he would have it to me by the end of this month, at least the first draft. Um, but that's actually what I want to make next. I actually want to turn, uh, which is, it's a modern, so there's no, you know, horses, there's yeah. no Western wardrobe or anything like that. It's, but know. but the type of the, your obsession with werewolf, if I was producing a film for you, I guess the whole budget will go to just producing the werewolves for you in the film. I mean, that's yeah, your main for, chunk yeah, of money this. is going to go to the costumes <laughs> <Yeah>. and stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I can handle the rest of it, but I need some serious werewolf stuff. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So I've already been in kind of talks with like a few people that I definitely know I want on board with this and kind of getting their take on things and, and all that. But really, you know, you can't really do anything until you have that script. So it's like, hey, you now we can uh, you, you read it. You can, you can, you can put, you know, once you do it now, you can, you know, go with ITN and get it distributed again. Oh, absolutely. That's, absolutely. uh, that's, that's uh, your venue now. And, exactly. you know, and if you ever come, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the success of uh, Potter grounds, you know, will confirm that option for you. Hopefully. There you can, go. Yeah. Cause no, that, they, yeah, hopefully. Yeah, crossed, they know you yeah, guys yeah. deliver and deliver good <laughs> stuff. So why not? You know, thank you. And Appreciate if you if you, you ever come here and film, uh, let us know. We no, will uh, definitely. Yeah, uh, me and Tim will come and just roll around in the dirt and do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could see. I wish you. I wish you. <laughs> you know what? No, actually, speaking of werewolves, I wish we could see on video. Tim looks like a werewolf. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> he has the dreads, oh, the hair, 
All you need there to you do go. is dirty up a space and you're set. That's there true. you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fun. yeah, you're set. <laughs> Michael, thank you very much. That was awesome, no, absolutely. man. Absolutely. Thank you, man. Indeed, I appreciate you guys. Yeah. And Tim, wow. it was nice meeting you, man. Yeah, likewise, man. Nice chatting it up with you. Absolutely. Right. Anytime. Anytime. And I hope we see you until the next werewolf. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> All right. Peace. All right. Later. Sit, Tim. Tim, you just yeah. got yourself a werewolf action film. So you're going to be a werewolf hero. Yeah, I guess so. A hero. A hero. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> a, a, a were. Yeah, I don't have to Actually, in your that. case, it'll be like the douche wolf. <laughs> the douche wolf. <laughs> it's funny uh an old friend because like he had a lot of piercings and we went to like some play and he made the joke because i uh, i didn't have dreads but i did still had shaggy hair like uh and um not quite a beard but you know it's growing in so it's like man we're we're the only two dudes walking in here like we got wolfman jack and shrapnel man because he had a bunch of metal in his face <laughs> it's like god <laughs> damn it yeah. all right tim we're gonna release you to go to the set Filming. Yep, got a jet to do the set. set. Peace. Peace.